Hi, I hope you've had a joyful week. Welcome back to the Live Curious Thy Wild podcast. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jane Malone. I'd really appreciate it if you took a second now to follow the show. Join our curious community here for our Monday morning mindfulness episodes where I discuss a topic related to mindfulness and intentional living in order to help you stop cruising on autopilot and start taking the wheel. You deserve to fiercely and joyfully live your dreams with courage, self-confidence, and an abundance mindset. Now grab a cup of coffee, tea, matcha, or lemon water, and let's go. Today, we're talking about the brain and happiness. Typically, our brain and mind are synced, meaning that if our mind changes, our brain changes, and if our brain changes, our mind changes. Scientists used to believe that once a change to the brain occurred, it was irreversible, and therefore, so were any changes to the mind. At the moment, research suggests that the brain is more resilient than we thought. This means that even after a change to the brain, an injury to the brain or even a severe injury to our arm or leg could cause a change to the brain, and so can a traumatic experience or even the pattern of viewing ourselves, others, or the world negatively. But what scientists discovered is a neuroplasticity that exists in the brain. Not only that, but we can act like a conductor of an orchestra, pointing to the areas in the brain we want to activate, as if pointing to an instrument and a melody we want to play. The key is that we must point to an area of the brain with clear and focused intention. So, for example, the more we focus on patterns of negative self-talk, for example, the driver who cuts us off in traffic or how we're being passed over at work, then the more we lay down neural pathways to transport these negative thought patterns. And the path widens as we do this, the more often we do this, and it crowds out positive thinking like, wow, this is the third day in a row I've gone to the gym or cooked a healthy meal at home. So even if we're having these positive thoughts every now and then, if the majority of our thoughts are negative, it means there's not an equal amount of neural pathways devoted to positive and negative thinking. So while it will take time to chip away at whichever kind of pathway you've built. And hopefully you've got a more positive one, but the brain is indiscriminate and it's happy to accommodate a new way of thinking. So it might take time if it's a little more negative right now, but you can change it. If you begin focusing on your accomplishments or giving people the benefit of doubt or maybe improving your work skills or advocating for yourself, then you will start your brain playing a new melody as it builds positive neural pathways. Now, how can you use intention to access your brain's neuroplasticity? Here are three easy ways to hack your brain for happiness. First, when you wake up in the morning, say out loud three things for which you're grateful. I know, I've said this before. But if you haven't tried it, please give it a try. You will be amazed at how this gives you a positive boost. 
And not only that, but the more often you do it, the quicker the boost will be, the more intense the boost will be, and then your neural pathways will start to shift. And this will get you feeling happy immediately. And in addition to that, if you start out your morning like this, you're going to short circuit any negative patterns that may engage as soon as you wake up. So if you have a pattern of immediately going to some sort of negative thinking, this is going to stop that because you're introducing a new habit. And I also like to say three more before I go to sleep. Now, some people journal to get some things like anxious ideas off of their mind or things that they're dwelling on. I've done that before. It's not a habit that I have at this time. So I like to say three more things that I'm grateful for before I go to sleep. And this calms me. It also helps me to keep my worrying thoughts at bay. <laughs> if you fall asleep thinking about stressful situations or things that happen during the day or worrying about the future, guess what? Your brain will play these back all night as you sleep and your sleep will not be restful. Second, speaking of sleep, you probably could benefit from more of it. <laughs> sleep researchers agree that losing sleep limits your happiness levels. When we're sleep deprived, the stress hormone cortisol is released and this actually eats away at our hippocampus. This changes our brain. But again, thanks to the brain's neuroplasticity, we can take steps to get more sleep and to stop this regular chemical bath of cortisol. So first of all, you can unplug or cover your digital devices that emit light. Second, you can do what you can to stay cool as you sleep because the lower body temperature helps us to sleep more solidly through the night. So I'll use a fan or lighter covers. Third, you can try deep breathing for 10 minutes. Now this is belly breaths so that it stimulates your vagus nerve, which helps regulate our eating habits and our ability to fall asleep, among other things. It stimulates it enough in just 10 minutes to ease you into sleep. Fourth, you might want to create a soothing bedtime playlist. I know you might be thinking you have playlists for everything and you're listening to music or to podcasts all day long so you don't want to listen to any kind of music at night. And that may be the case. But you can try it out and see if it works for you. And fifth, light a candle or use a diffuser or use essential oils to create an inviting and calming atmosphere. So you can have the diffuser in your room all the time. I have a diffuser in my bedroom and it's it's different from any of the other scents in my house. And so when I walk into my bedroom, it's distinct. So I know that I associate it with sleep and I don't do a lot of other things in my room except sleep. So that's another thing. Another trick is not to do other things besides sleep and try to use your bedroom just as a resting space. And lastly, while all five senses play a significant 
role in our happiness, our sense of smell catches our attention first. In fact, it catches our attention so quickly that we can't even identify what the scent is beforehand. It's already caught it because it sinks into our long-term memory. Scent sink into our long-term memory. So our sense of smell is a two for one <laughs> as well because it also at the same time processes for taste. So it's also something that syncs with the vagus nerve, which sends a message to our stomach. And by doing that deep breathing, which means it's belly breathing, you're stimulating that vagus nerve. So that vagus nerve is pretty important. Our sense of smell is um, so fast that we pick it up in milliseconds and it triggers emotions through our limbic system. And if there's a strong memory associated with the scent, we could have unexpectedly strong emotions that might even catch us off guard. Um, they could be positive or negative, um, or maybe just take us back to a memory that's kind of neutral. But it's something to be aware of. And we'll talk about that in just a second. Scents can, of course, help us relax, and that's why they're also they also play a significant role when we sleep. So lighting a candle or using essential oils in your bedroom or anywhere really in your house. Um, but in your bedroom, it can immediately shift your state of mind and help you relax for sleep. And you can use scents anytime to calm you and to ground you or even to give you a boost. The more you use them, the more quickly they'll work. And this is due to the neural pathways that your brain will build over time. So it quickly gets triggered. The more positive thoughts we have, the more negative thoughts we have, the more that we expose ourselves to certain habits or certain patterns of behavior, our brain records all of this. It just takes it all in. It doesn't care if it's good for us, if it's bad for us, it takes it all in. So I feel like it's really important for us to be aware <laughs> that our brain doesn't care, <laughs> that it just takes it in. So what's interesting is that when our brain changes or as it changes over time due to perhaps injuries or traumatic experiences or memories that we're holding on to uh, or negative patterns of thought that we have, that means that our mind, which means how we perceive ourselves or how we interact with the world, also changes. That's why it's key for us to think about the neuroplasticity of our brain and how if we suddenly find ourselves in a place where we're like, hmm, who am I? How am I showing up in the world? This is not really what I want or... I like the way I am in these situations. I'm okay in this one, but I would like to improve it. And I feel like being aware that you can improve it, that because the brain is so flexible and it's kind of like a child in a sense, it is open to experience. So it's open to us doing different things and trying different things and being more intentional then I think you should keep that in mind. So I want to start out with just a couple of points on the, um, on the sense. 
Now, this is the best advice that I've ever read about scents and candles and essential oils, and it's to create a cheat sheet. And this is what I was talking about a little bit ago when I said we would get to this later. Um, because you can actually lay the foundation for some new memories for yourself. First of all, you could start out in the cheat sheet. You might want to think of fruits or flowers or plants or maybe grandma's apple pie or pumpkin pie at a holiday gathering or maybe the best pumpkin pie that you make that everybody always talks about. Um, these are popular candle scents, for example. And as you explore essential oils, you'll discover even more unique scent blends that may work to either energize you like mint or citrus, calm you like chamomile or lavender, or ground you like sandalwood or cedarwood. And those are stereotypical ways of grouping those scents. Lavender can be grouped also as a grounding um, essential oil or scent. But you find what works for you. You take what works and then just leave the rest of it. Forget about the rest of it. What works for you is what matters. And we all have different memories. There's lots of scents out there, aren't there? Right? So some people gravitate to some scents and some gravitate to others. So as a reminder to be intentional, you can design your own memories that are linked to a scent. That to me is one of the coolest notions that I've ever heard. Then simply by smelling that scent again, you'll be taken back to your happy place. So if you maybe have a picnic somewhere and you burn a candle and it's a great experience, then guess what? When you have that scent again, that'll take you back there. There's so many memories that are triggered in our lives due to scent. Sometimes we can pull them back and remember what they are, and sometimes we can't. But just try to check in with yourself and see how you feel. If you notice that there's a shift and there seems to be no logical reason for it, ask yourself why. It may be a scent. It may not be a scent. Uh, but it's always good to ask yourself, why you're feeling like you're feeling, especially if you can't find a reason for it immediately, an immediate reason. Waking and before bed gratitude, more restful and deep sleep, and a scent cheat sheet <laughs> are three easy and actionable ways for you to hack your happiness. It's one of the reasons that I picked these three. It's because they're super easy, but they're so effective. Each of these techniques will tap into the neuroplasticity of your brain and change it for the better over time. Over time. Consistency. I heard about this method from um, my business coach, and it's called the accordion method. I'm, I'm, she didn't come up with it but she's the first person who mentioned it to me. And it was so cool because one day I said, you know, I have this list of things that I want to accomplish today and there's no way that I'm going to have the time to accomplish them all. And she said, you'll just have to accordion them. And I was like, what, what does that mean? And then I'm like picturing an accordion in my head, of course. And I was like, Oh, she said it again. And I was like, Oh, and I think she may have done the hand motion. 
And it's because an accordion is the instrument that you contract and expand, contract and expand to, to play the music. And so I would need to contract my accordion, but it contains everything that I wanted to accomplish that day in order to get a little bit done. So what's my point in telling this little story or anecdote or giving this image to you? What I'm saying is over time, you can improve your happiness with these three little hacks. And you don't have to do them all at once, but you need to do them consistently because that's the best way that our brain response is to consistency. So keep that in mind. And I wonder how many of these hacks can you start using by the next weekend? Can you put it in your calendar? Can you set a goal down there? What are you going to do tonight? You don't need anything in order to say your gratitude. Do you? And maybe you just need to unplug something or get a piece of tape to cover up or paper, tape and paper to cover up uh, some digital light that's in your room or move it to a different room. That's two things that you could do right away. You could do two of the three of these and then you can just for fun, start working on your scent cheat sheet. All right, chat you later. I hope you're feeling more confident and courageous to live your dream life. If you've enjoyed or been inspired by the podcast, please share it with your friends and networks and take a moment now to subscribe and give the show a five-star rating. Learning to be more mindful is so critical to our health and our happiness and your five-star ratings make sure that more people are aware of the show. I want to thank all of you who have become a regular part of our curious community. When I read your comments and praise, I feel so humbled and so grateful for the community that we're building. You can follow me on Instagram at livecuriousdiwallpodcast so you can find out about the next weekly episode. And I'd also love to keep track of your thoughts on our topics. And hey, tell me some topics you'd like me to talk about. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I look forward to sharing more episodes with you.